It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Sorry, Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13 of the BIHA pod. I'm joined with Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello, hi guys. And this is the pod that many of you will be listening to under duress because you want to find out when you're playing in Nationals, what group you're playing in and all the rest of it. We can't tell you what group you're playing in per se, but we can tell you what Nationals tier you're playing in, and we can tell you what weekend that's on. So, um, you heard it last week, tier tier 6 as well, Nick, do you think that's a good thing for the BIHA? Uh, I think we covered it quite extensively last week, so I think if anyone's that, uh, that interested, I'll refer them, to, uh, refer them to last week's discussion, but yeah, I think it is, it's... Uh, it's further development. It's uh, I think we we just actually just said there. It's a better opportunity for for ice time, and it makes a better tournament structure than uh, crowding up the other stuff. So some people might see it as a, an interesting move, but it's for us. I think it's only a good thing. Right. So if we look at it this way, if we start off with tier six, we can and tier four, five, and six will be in the first weekend, which is the seventh and eighth of April. Um, obviously, schedules and stuff will go up later on. Um, so, uh, Nick, we'll start with tier six. Uh, I'll I'll take you through it. If you've got any comments to make, you can let me know. Um, in tier six, uh, we have Birmingham Lions D, the only uh, team to have played in a previous nationals. Uh, my Caledonia Steel Queens, Leeds Griffins C, Northumbria Kings D, Bradford Sabres B, Imperial Devils C, Newcastle Wildcats C. And Oxford Vikings C, uh, B even. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> jumping ahead of myself there. You did, you did so well in the old uh, kind of uh, video printer style. Uh, here, your classified football results. You did so well oh, until the dear, end. Yeah, fluffed it. But anyway, that is that is tier six. And little special thing about tier six: there's no rankings for tier six. If you want to find out what group you're going to be in. Uh, wait for this, Nick. We will be live drawing that during the Varsity game, which will be live streamed this Saturday. So uh, tune into that. There you go. A piece of Ooh. piece of news for everybody. Um, no, no, there too. you go. See, I'm just I'm just dropping bombs, hoping for the best. Uh, okay. Um, in tier five, Nick, do you want to go through tier five? You want to read them out? We can do indeed. So starting with tier five, we're going to have the Oxford Women's Blues, the Southampton Spitfires at D, the London Dragons C, Birmingham Lions C, UCL U, UCL Yetis C, Hull Ice Hogs B, UEA Avalanche, Manchester Metros C, Nottingham Mavericks E and the Sheffield Bears F. Exactly, Nick. And that was much better than mine, apart from some slip-up with the UCL uh, Yetis. Yeah, UCL, UCL, you, 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 oh, you guys. Yeah. 
But um, yep, that looks like a, an interesting one, of course. Uh, so um, tier four and the only the the other tier on the first weekend, we have Imperial Devils B, Hull Ice Hogs, Northumbria Kings C, Bradford Sabres, Southampton Spitfire C, Cambridge Women's Blues, Newcastle Wildcats Women's, Nottingham Mavericks D, Oxford Vikings, Sheffield Bears E. That was much smoother this time, Nick. Uh, well, so pressure's on. Pressure's on. Um, so that that is the first weekend for you, For if you've had that team name read out there. Um, these will be put on the website in a, a few days' time. Um, then that is uh, that is you guys. Um, and uh, you will be playing on the 7th and 8th of April. So uh, if we move on before we... We go on to check-in. We've got one non-check-in group left. The, the creme de la creme of non-check-in. And you'll be happy. I'll let you read this out because your team's at the top of the uh, the algorithm charts here. Nick. I know, something, something's gone wrong here. It must be a fix. Okay, so number... Uh, no, well, number in no particular order. We'll go with that. We're going to go with the Northumbria Kings B. The Southampton Spitfires B. The Kent Knights. London Dragons B. Manchester Metro Stars B. Nottingham Mavericks, C. Birmingham Lions, B. Sheffield Bears, D. Newcastle Wildcats, B. UCL Yetis, B. Cardiff Redhawks, B. Or the Breadhawks. Leeds Griffins, B. And uh, there are... um, That is is your non-checking nationals. And for those of you in non-checking Tier 3 that we just read out, you will be playing on the weekend of the 14th and 15th of April alongside the Tier 2 teams. Okay, um, Nick, just before we go into check-in, uh, as yep. you know, we, we've been we've been chatting up, um, not chatting up per se, but we've been talking uh, varsity quite a bit. Uh, yep. And um, I had the chance to talk to someone who's involved in the, the certainly the, high, the highest attended varsity. Uh, of of them all, um, Jordan Sullivan of the Sheffield Bears. So we'll just uh, we'll just squeeze that in here, shall we? We shall do indeed. Hi everyone, I am joined with Jordan Sully Sullivan from Sheffield Bears and the captain of Sheffield University in the varsity game. How are you doing? Good. I'm good, thank you. How are you, sir? I'm I'm good too, thanks. So um. One of the main reasons we wanted to get Sheffield on is uh, you guys have a very well-attended varsity game coming up. Um, can you tell the people a bit about the details for that varsity game? Yes, so we've got our, I believe it's 13th uh, varsity game on Wednesday, the 21st of uh, March, a bit earlier than normal this year. And that will be, t- be between uh, Hallam University, Sheffield Hallam University and the University of Sheffield. We usually, well, it's been increasing every year, but we u- this uh, over the last few years, we usually get around 7,800 people attending. So we sell out the now, I think it's called Flyer Doncaster uh, Arena. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, University of Sheffield have never won this uh, this game. So we're, we're very excited that we have a, a strong team this year and hopefully we can get the big W. Uh, that is a, that's a stat I never actually ever realised that it's... Yes. So Sheffield University have never been <laughs> maybe, I have, maybe I should have kept that one quiet. I thought that was a generally known thing, but yeah, so University of Sheffield never never beat Hallam. 
who've gone to overtime and penalty shots twice, I believe, um, but never been able to uh, get over the finish line. So, okay, so, so yeah. There's a, there's a, obviously uh, the Bears as a club is is an absolutely massive uh, club. I think you've got the most registered mm-hmm. players in the VIHE with over a hundred. Um, yes. So you got a lot of big names on both sides, presumably. Yeah, yeah. So our teams are usually uh, very, very strong. I mean, we have um, a large number of players, but that's mainly to do with our really strong uh, sort of push for developing ice hockey in, in Sheffield and within the university. Um, but yeah, we have some we have some some big names on either side who have been the top point scorer um, over or this year. There's a lot of fresh faces actually, so we'll see how they do. But in, in historically, we've had. Um, some of the, the highest point scorers in the, in the BYHA, so, so yeah, we'll see how it plays out this year. Good stuff. And you, you, um, you yourself, is this your first varsity? It's not, is it? This is my one, this is my fourth varsity. Right, okay. So, so yes. how, in the grand scheme of things, does the, the, the varsity compare to maybe playing some of your other rivals, like your, your Nottinghams and your Edinburghs and stuff, in terms of intensity? Oh, uh, it's 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 a it's very intense. Uh, I think it's the crowd which really which really makes that, and it's the one of the only games I always say where you actually can feel momentum uh, switching between the two teams because you can sort of feel the the voices and the atmosphere in the stadium actually turning. So you do get sort of one team really pushing on for for a good few few minutes, and then suddenly you know you get a, a quick goal or a quick opportunity, and that can really change. Um, I think in terms of uh, the sort of the rivalry, I think it's even bigger because we do know each other and you do have those bragging rights for, the, well, for the last 13 years, I guess, if you hadn't. But um, hopefully, that's something we can change this year. But yeah, it, 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 there's there's no there's no friends on the ice, but it's nice to sort of um, talk about it and banter about it as the as the years go on. Now, let me let me tell you, as someone who's a Scottish rugby fan, winning once, <laughs> once every thirteen years is good enough. Believe me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll definitely take that. We'll definitely take that. <laughs> um, so, uh, you yourself, is this your first time captaining the team? What are you you looking to bring to that role? Yeah, so it's my first time uh, as captain. I'm, I'm very excited, actually. I think um, the main thing in varsity is about making sure everybody keeps their heads because with, with the amount of people that are there are watching, it's easy for especially um freshly freshers to uh for the occasion to sort of take over. So I think it's just about making sure you're a calm head on the on the bench and making sure that you're supportive with all of the uh younger players in the team. Uh because obviously they're gonna be the ones that are gonna be playing the next three or four varsities. So making sure they settle into this game early on and making sure that they understand how to approach the game um, I think that's the, the most important thing for a captain Cool, cool and uh, um, this this year as you say I think you've you've announced already you've sold out is that is that the case again? Yeah so we, we usually sell out within the first sort of three three hours four hours when the when the um, tickets go on sale and I think this year was it was the same we have a bit of a different structure this year because we're usually the closing event of Varsity uh, so we're usually in sort of uh, late April, but this year we are the opening event. So, but I think that's not going to have an effect on on attendance because it's got such a sort of uh, reputation within Sheffield University, but also within Sheffield in the wider community. We, we see people who are hockey fans now 
trying to get tickets to come and come and watch the big varsity game because it's one of the most highly attended games in in the UK hockey, uh, not just sort of university hockey. I believe it. The, the stat is it's the largest attended ice hockey game outside of uh, varsity ice hockey game outside of North America. So it's quite an impressive uh, success in for British ice hockey. That is it. That is a good statistic to have under under your hat, yes. uh, certainly. Um, and it's uh, also nice to be um, higher attended than the, than the Mavs game. So, uh, <laughs> so that's always one to, uh, to remind them when we play uh, nationals. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, Nick and I have been talking a lot about varsity. Obviously, you know, this year's special for for British ho- university hockey in general is the Cambridge Oxford varsity yes. go- on the go, but. Um, regardless of, of how many you guys have played, it's certainly something special you've got in Sheffield when you're selling out arenas that size, I think. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we'd love to uh, to go abroad and have a, have a, like a Winter Classic-esque uh, um, varsity, but maybe in a, in a few years' time that will be, be possible. But I think what's special about it, it has a real sort of uh, Sheffield-based uh, atmosphere to it because obviously it's such a big sport within Sheffield. And I think it also is really good to... For encouraging people from, or young people from Sheffield to maybe play hockey and we're thinking about going to university to come to Sheffield and, and, and study there because, you know, they really want to get involved with, with varsity and be part of that whole experience. Now, you, um, well, one thing I didn't ask you, I normally ask at the start is how did you get into hockey itself? So I think I'm a bit of a, a cliche in, in the UK, whereas I didn't, none of my family were in Tokyo or anything like that, but I watched the Mighty Ducks at about six or seven, picked a, the video up from the video store by accident. And then, um, from there, I just decided I wanted to play. And I saw, um, somebody getting changed at my local swimming pool into their hockey gear. So I just went along, asked them and, and said, where, where do you play? And, and then the rest is history, yeah. Did, can I just double check? Did you see you saw someone getting changed at your local swimming pool, or did the yes. line break up? Right. Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah. So I used to swim a lot, and then um, someone I swam with, their their brother played, and they they were, they were getting changed, and I just went up and asked and said, you know, because I'd watched the I remembered watching um, the Mighty Ducks previously, and I thought, yeah, I'd like to give that a go. So there you go. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And and how I mean, where is it you? you Come from? Are you from Sheffield or is it somewhere? No, else? no, so I'm from um, I'm from London. I played uh, at Lee Valley before I came to to Sheffield. I so have I, I have uh, done the ice of Lee Valley myself, but uh, I do it's not too bad, is it? It's not too bad. It's not as bad as everyone makes out. No. Um, it was many years ago, and we had to go. Um, that was when the whole of Division One was one big division. We had to go down by train and then tube uh, okay. to Lee Valley. Yeah, that- um, which <laughs> wasn't pleasant. No, I um, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah. I actually live on um, the road that the Valley Ice Rink is on, so it's not been too much of an issue for me. <laughs> so, it's very handy. Good stuff. And so, how how's it feel? You've obviously moved town to to go to Sheffield University. Is it is it is the hockey better there? Because traditionally, Sheffield well, certainly recent tradition is that Sheffield is a very big hockey town in the UK. Yes, I think the main thing I I didn't really know before moving out of, of London and out of Lee Valley and into Sheffield was how big ice hockey actually is in in sort of some of the the cities up north. So like Nottingham and Sheffield definitely. So I've been able to go and watch a lot more hockey than I would have been able to do uh, 
or a lot more um, high standard hockey than I would have been able to do back back home in the Valley. So that's been that's been really sort of uh, great, I guess, because I got to go see the Steelers and and the Steel Dogs, and you you, you realise that actually there's they have an actual core fan base, whereas a lot of the especially for Lee Valley back home, it's just sort of there's only a few key a uh, few core fans, and the rest are mainly parents and friends who get into it that way. So it's nice to see that. Yeah, I mean, I find it, I don't know if you, you managed this with it being in London, but with the NHL was in London, do you remember? Yes, yes, so so I went, I, that was an amazing experience, I must admit. Um, I think I, I was quite young, but the club, uh, the the NHL, I think, reached out to some of the teams, uh, local teams in London, and they saved some seats for, for the, them to go down, so luckily I was one of those, and I got to go and see it, so that was... Uh, as a highlight of my childhood, I guess. It'd be great to happen again. Yeah, it was. It would be great if the if the NHL would come back. But I, what I, were you saying about fans in, in Sheffield and they have a core mm. fan base? I, I remember that game distinctly. There wasn't a core hockey fan base. It was more, you know, people that were maybe just interested in, in seeing yes. the big what the big boys do and didn't really understand the game. So. I think it would be totally different if, say, the NHL came and played a game in Sheffield. Where it That's would a good be, point, yeah. I think that, that, I mean, that would be, I think it would be wonderful for the sport and also wonderful for the sort of the core fans of ice hockey. But just because, uh, I guess, I guess it's a, it's a, um, what's it called? PR thing is that you just, you go to London. But, you know, that would be, that would be good to see if they could bring hockey to, to the, or the NHL to the north. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, obviously the Bears, are, as well as this varsity game, the Bears have had, an okay season. Um, what, what's been your highlights this this year? Um, yeah, I think you know the Sheffield Bears uh, have had a, an up and down season. We we could have done a, a lot better, I feel. And we beat the 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 league winners in Andrews at home, and we took a very very short bench to them up north, and we just lost in the last uh, I think four four minutes. It was one one for most of the game, so so it was a bit disappointing that that we didn't. Um, Sort of do better against the the Scotland teams uh, because I mean we always struggle with the Scotland teams, but I feel like we had a a good a solid base this year to do to do a little bit better. Uh, I think in Div Two as well. Um, again, we uh, I think we had a, an average season, but I coached the uh, Sheffield Bears C team, who um, I don't know if you know just moved up into to Div Two. And, I, and we, we look like we're going to not finish last, which was which was our aim. So I think that's been quite positive for the development of some of the players who started at university three years ago and have all sort of played with each other up the ranks. And they won Div three, I think, a few seasons in a row. And they, they I think they were they were happy to make the step up into Div two. Yeah, um, so you you coached the C team. Um, yeah, they seem to have had. Not a bad season, considering it was their first year moving up. Um, from what, from what I've been seeing, anyway, um, I can imagine as the coach has been an odd occasion where you've maybe wanted to strangle someone by the name of Carrot. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, he's he's still trying to get into GB, so um, so you know, you know, he's one he's one that he's a star man, uh, uh, as you can probably tell from the limited goals he scored this season, but. Um, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's been really fun to to coach them and, and sort of be with them through the journey of starting to play uh, check in hockey, and 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 as a as somebody who likes that side of the game, 
it's been nice to watch them sort of get used to it. And also, I think if they stay in, in that division next year, they'll, they'll do even better. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly something that, I mean, I, I'm, as you know, from Scotland. In fact, I was on the ice for the, the game you mentioned, the St Andrews game, which was a very okay. good game. Um, it was a good game. But the, you know, just looking looking at it, look at Sheffield with such envy. You've got a great facility uh, and you you can get in you've got all these different teams and, and seem to still have a good club link between the between even the, the A's right down or is maybe that's just an outsider looking in is there, is there a good bond between all the teams yeah I think definitely so we, we usually get quite a, um, a consistent a number of people coming to watch the games from from A's B's C's D's um, and E's so that's really good and I think that sort of adds to the Pardon me. Uh, add to the team morale. So no, I, I'd say there's a definitely a strong link because a lot of the players from the uh, higher up teams always come down to help out with sessions with with the developing teams, and I think that adds to sort of the the respect that that everyone has for each other. Excellent, excellent. So um, right, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Uh, no dear. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to ask you the Costa or Starbucks question because that okay. would be too easy. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to. I'm going to ask you. What's how's it going to pan out on uh, on Thursday night? Oh, on Varsity night. Yeah. Oh, I I think um I think Uni of a a well due a, a win, well due a little bit of luck, and um, I think we're going to sneak sneak the win at the end, maybe a four three win to Union. 4-3, okay, you heard four, it here three. first folks if it finishes 4-3, <laughs> but seriously though, I'll ask you this as well, um, road trip cost our Starbucks? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Costa man, I must admit, I'm a Costa man, I like, um, I like the whole feel, but I'm, I'm a tea man, so it doesn't really, doesn't really bother me. Oh. I'm a good, I'm a good British cup of, I mean, I'm a Yorkshire tea man, so wherever they're selling Yorkshire tea, as a Sheffield, as a Sheffield student, I'll, I'll be going there. Yeah, Yorkshire tea. I have to admit, um, even even it's, as a Scotsman, and we have Scots blend, <laughs> Yorkshire tea is actually the best tea. Uh, it is definitely the best tea. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I didn't I didn't didn't know that until I came, came to Sheffield. So if I take one thing away from Sheffield, at least be the brilliant tea. So you're gonna you're gonna get someone to hook you up when you, when if you go home to London or whatever with a with a regular oh, supply. But it's already it's already back home now. There's a there's a Jordan. Um, Hot with Jesse Orchard tea in, so <laughs> that's one thing I've that's one thing I've taken back. Well, excellent. Thank thanks for taking the time to speak to us, Jordan. Is there anyone you want to give a, a shout out to on the pod? Oh gosh, I, I guess I better. I, I met my girlfriend through uh, ice hockey, so I guess I better give my, my girlfriend a, a shout out. So <laughs> I'll give uh, Hannah Watson a shout out. Excellent, excellent, good stuff, and uh, thanks thanks for joining us. No worries. I'll, I'll see you at nationals. See you there. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Right, so a lot of interesting stuff from him. He uh, looks set and uh, predicting a wee, uh, wee change in the form books with uh, Sheffield U uh, looking to win their first ever varsity. Did you know that, Nick? Did I never realised uh, that. I was actually aware of that stat. I think it's quite an incredible one when you consider what should be kind of the nature of... Uh, the nature of these things, with as we're aware, the cycles of students coming in and in and out of universities is very, very, um, very strange. Obviously, the the kind of stranglehold that uh, Sheffield Hallam have had over that fixture, anyway. So, could be interesting. Yeah, yep. 
I get the impression that maybe maybe what it is is a lot of the hockey playing types in in Sheffield um, stay in Sheffield and and go to Hallam, and it seems that they yes. more people go to Hallam than the uni from in the town. Yeah, um, the the home birds potentially. I I understand I understand that effect. Yeah. So what what I'm thinking is that they'll they'll have more chemistry perhaps automatically, which maybe the other team, the other uh, group don't have the the uni ones. So anyway, um, I'm just. I'm just rambling and just putting a journalistic twist on something that doesn't really exist. But anyway, um, right, okay. Uh, let's let's look at Division Two, Tier Two, also playing on the 14th and 15th of April, uh, 2018. Uh, Nick, do you want to run us through those those guys? I can do indeed. So, Manchester Metro Stars, the Northumbria Kings. The Southampton Spitfires, the Imperial Devils, the Sheffield Bears B, Birmingham Lions, Newcastle Wildcats A, Nottingham Mavericks B, Sheffield Bears C, and Coventry and Warwick Panthers A. Excellent, and that is a lovely. That's going to be a tough ten-team uh, tournament it's there. Deep. Just going down that list there, and that's a deep group in terms of. Uh, in terms of playing against some of those teams this year, and uh, woo, there's going to be some tricky, tricky little fixtures in there. It certainly will be, certainly will be. And uh, finally, I'll, I'll take us through. There's currently only nine teams in that list, Nick, and you'll you'll realise there's a bit of an issue here that Dave's not factored in. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Um, starting off in in the, with tier one, we have the Oxford University Blues, St Andrews Typhoons, Edinburgh Eagles. London Dragons, Cambridge Blues, Sheffield Bears, Cardiff Redhawks, Nottingham Mavericks, Leeds Griffins A. And for those of you who've been counting along, that's only nine teams. But of course, Nick, who is missing? None other than Gifford's All-Stars himself. Gifford's Angels. Yep, Southampton Spitfires. Of course, the uh, Southampton Spitfires, asterisks or whatever you want to call them, um team that have come and always put on a show at Nationals, quite frankly. But Love it I, love it or hate it, they're going to be here again. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that, that, I think this might be Mog's uh, varsity year, or he might be finished, I'm not sure, so... Oh, no. I, I know, I mean, BHA Celebrity, come back to us. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so oh, that, wow, that's sad. That is very sad. Now, um, as I say, the power rankings uh, is, is something else that teams have been tweeting about and asking about power rankings usually gets done about the week before nationals as you all know we're doing it on the pod um this year and then the, well, they'll be typed up and and punted on the online as well but um we're we're doing them on the pod so the the sort of the first weekend's worth will be uh power ranked um sort of over easter sort of time and they'll come out just before the first nationals Yes, I would guess they will do. Yeah, so we're not gonna we're not gonna panic about that. Nick and I are uh, in case you don't know in case you don't know it from listening to other pods, we're going to Switzerland this weekend. We've got a bit of a drive. We'll have a chat really? about tier. Yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have a bit of a uh, a chat about uh, tier six um, power rankings and and the like on on the way. So uh, yeah, you'll be able to to get get yeah, plenty, that up. Plenty of time out. Plenty of time to shoot the breeze on that drive and talk about. Talk about some interesting, uh, interesting rankings. See, see how controversial we can be. 
yes, within within the remit of what Miller like lets us do, which is he gives us a pretty long reign, to be fair. So I think we should be all right. Yes, I think we've got to the point of not saying we've pushed it too far at any point, but mm-hmm. we, we're getting there. It's not quite like the BBC, but yeah. I'm wondering if Miller's just now become apathetic to us, and and he just sort of thinks I'll just let them get on with it. <laughs> I, think, um, I think he's more realising that if he'd probably given us rules and regulations that we would have tried to have bent them so just not giving us a target to aim for just means that yeah. we're a bit more scattershot yeah we're, we're self-policing um, but uh, anyway so if anyone um, has any questions um, we'll, uh, we'll set up a post to put up what uh, tiers everyone's in um, shortly, it, that will not necessarily have the groups. As I say, um, during the vas- varsity coverage, uh, we will um, at some point um, be telling you the groups for Tier 6, because uh, we'll do that special on the pod, because uh, Tier 6 is one where there can be no seeding, because nobody is capable of being seeded. Uh, nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. Um, but there we go. Uh, so... I'm I'm certainly excited by the amount of like entrapment that we're beginning to use in this. We've started to become an abuse of power that if you want to know, you've got to listen. Like we could have just left all the important information right to the end of this podcast. We could have done. Yeah, listened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be people who have listened and are in tier five have stopped listening by now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um. Um. But I'm sure. I'm sure whatever division, whatever tier you're in, um, you'll have a great time. Um, in general terms, uh, playoff games, for those of you wondering, uh, most of the playoff games, if not all, apart from the Division 1 playoff game, will be on the the tier uh, 1 weekend, because obviously there's less teams playing, so there's more more space um, to fit games in. Um, but naturally, a uh, tier... Division 1 even, sorry I get mixed up between tier and division at this time of year. Um, division 1 will be, uh, having to, we'll have to find another time for that obviously because they're not going to manage to play, I suppose, Nationals and um, their their playoff game. Um, I, would, I would I would hazard a guess that that would either be on the, the, well it's the middle weekend, it'll either be on the Saturday night or on the Sunday afternoon. I would, I would hazard the same guess but we never know. We're ex- we're expanding, ever changing beast, so that <laughs> could change in a heartbeat. Um, but I would think it would be the second weekend. But we'll 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 wait and see. We better not we better not hang our hats on that too much in in case we're wrong. <laughs> that was pure pure speculation. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you want to find out your power rankings, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to tune in to the podcast over the next few weeks. Um, Nick and I will be giving you the rundown of the various different power rankings for each each team, um, letting you know who we think might come away with the uh, the wooden glassware, uh, or whatever it, whatever it may be this year. I'm not entirely sure. And uh, yeah, so join us again. Um, Nick, have you got anything else for the for the lovely listeners before we before we call it a, call it a day on our on a very short uh, pod um, on our thirteenth episode? No, I think that's uh, I think that's enough information. Hopefully, we've uh, if uh, if you have been entrapped into listening to this, please uh, please do stick around, listen to future ones, go back and listen to previous episodes. We don't just talk rubbish all the time. 
No, no, sometimes we talk, um, we talk, uh, sense, but that's few and far between. Um, hey. yeah, exactly. Sorry, Nick, I just cut you off. <laughs> hey, it's all good. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, folks, and, uh, have, have a good time, um, in the upcoming nationals if we don't get the chance to speak to you. Goodbye, guys. Bye.